Welcome to The Refresh from Insider. I'm Dave Smith. And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. It's Wednesday, November 2nd, and we've got the latest news you need and want to know. Plus, we dive into how Amazon's corporate culture is spreading across the tech industry. Amazon's way doesn't always create happy employees or even functional young companies. But first, the latest. As expected, the Fed has just announced another interest rate hike. Rates will be going up three quarters of a percent for the fourth time since June. It's also the sixth increase so far this year. As with previous hikes, this one is intended to tamp down rising inflation. Interest rate raises like this affect everything from home mortgages to car loans to credit card debt. CVS and Walgreens have reached settlements for their roles in the opioid epidemic, each agreeing to pay $5 billion. The pharmacy chains will not admit wrongdoing. Individual parties need to okay the deal, but the money would bring an end to all remaining lawsuits filed by states, municipalities, and tribal governments. Payouts are scheduled to take place over the next 10 to 15 years. The crisis, fueled by aggressive marketing of highly addictive painkillers, has claimed more than half a million lives. An FCC commissioner says TikTok should be banned because there's no guarantee user data is safe. Congress would ultimately have to make the call here, but Commissioner Brendan Carr told Axios he thinks the U.S. government has no other option because of growing concerns user data is making its way to the Chinese government, claims he repeated in another recent interview with the Conservative Heritage Foundation. The whole dancing memes and all that, that is simply the sheep's clothing. And underneath, the application operates as a highly sophisticated surveillance tool. It is pulling all sorts of information from your phone. TikTok says it is confident of reaching an agreement with the U.S. government on security and possibly divesting to a company here to run separately. Elon Musk says people banned from Twitter won't have their accounts reinstated for at least several weeks, meaning people like Donald Trump won't be able to weigh in on the platform before the midterm elections. Musk says he spoke with civil rights leaders, reiterating that he wants a proper process in place to allow banned users back. Meanwhile, the new owner is still developing plans to charge Twitter users. After announcing he wanted to charge for blue checks, the Washington Post is reporting on a fast-tracked proposal to let content creators put their videos behind a paywall, although an internal email describes this plan as a possible copyright nightmare. Some people are desperate to go to Stanford University, and who can blame them? It is a pretty sweet school. Well, one guy from Alabama took it a little too far. William Curry pretended to be a student and lived in the basement of one of the dorms for almost 10 months before finally getting the boot. A Stanford spokesperson told the LA Times that Curry had been told to stay away from the campus multiple times after he had broken into other buildings and harassed students. But Curry, who posed as a sophomore studying pre-med and recruited to the university's track and field team was being let in regularly by quote sympathetic resident assistants this is a good psa for tailgating if you live in a building with other people don't let in folks you don't know Did you know you can share any of our segments on social media? Just look in the description section on your podcast app and you'll see a little share link next to each story. It's super easy. Give it a try. 
Pennsylvania Supreme Court has sided with Republicans, ruling that the state must not count undated mail-in ballots. State law says voters have to write the date on the ballot's outer envelope, and this decision could have national implications. 1.4 million Pennsylvanians filed to vote by mail, and winners in the battleground state's elections could help decide which party holds power after the midterms. Pennsylvania's high court says it's unclear, though, if this ruling violates violates a federal law that bans throwing out votes for trivial reasons. A judge has told an election monitoring group in Arizona that members can't carry weapons, take photos of voters, or even speak to them. Voters have been complaining about members intimidating folks headed to ballot drop boxes by openly carrying guns, wearing body armor, and yelling at them. The federal judge appointed by Trump, no less, had declined to impose a restraining order last week, but he backtracked after the DOJ got involved yesterday to say the vigilante behavior was likely illegal. The group called Clean Elections USA falsely believes the 2020 election was rigged and that Dropbox has played a role. Brazil's president, Jair Bolsonaro, has stopped short of conceding to Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva, but after days of silence, he has okayed the transition of power. Despite casting doubt on Brazil's electoral system during campaigning and a very close result, Bolsonaro says he will follow Brazil's constitution. Bolsonaro's supporters, however, are still out protesting the results. It's a good thing NASA recently figured out how to deflect asteroids because astronomers just discovered a potential, quote, planet-killing rock hidden by the sun enough that it escaped detection up until now. It's one of three so-called near-Earth asteroids located between Venus and us. Scientists say the planet-killing-sized one could eventually crash here. It would most likely be centuries from now, though it would lead to an extinction-level event. But for now, they need more time to figure out exactly when and if such an impact could occur. There's a clip circulating the internet of NASCAR driver Ross Chastain making an incredible move that took him from 10th place in the race to 5th, which then qualified him for the NASCAR championship on November 6th. Take a look at what he did! I have never seen anything like that before in my life! That's not an exaggeration. The move set the record for fastest lap on the track, and he did it by essentially hitting the gas going into a turn instead of braking. That sent his car to the outside of the track wall, where Chastain was able to slingshot ahead, passing a number of cars. And what's funny is that Chastain told NBC Sports he learned the move from playing the video game NASCAR 2005 when he was a kid. Just another lesson for parents who say video games won't help you get ahead. Now for a look at the ways Amazon's corporate principles are spreading. Hundreds of former Amazon employees have gone on to start their own tech startups, and many love Amazon's management culture so much, they've tried to copy the elements of that culture in their new workplaces, often with mixed results. Julie Bort is the editor of a new series at Insider exploring the so-called Amazonification of corporate America, and she's here. Julie What are some of the defining traits of Amazon's culture that former employees are trying to copy when they leave? Well, Amazon has this list of 16 corporate principles that include things like customer obsession and disagree and commit and frugality. They also have all of these other management practices that we've heard about, like two pizza teams. So that's 
sizing your team that two pizzas can always feed them, and six-page memos before meetings where people write up little six-page memos and they all read the memo before they do every meeting. And so almost all of these were spearheaded by founder Jeff Bezos. And at Amazon, people pretty much use all of them, right? So they want to imitate Bezos. And there's even a term for that. They're known as Jeff bots, right? <laughs> so, and when when they found new companies or they go to other jobs, they tend to want to take all of them with them to other jobs. And, and our reporting finds that there's you know over 600 startups with at least one Amazon founder, and there's been at least 90 VPs or hires that have left the company for greener pastures since 2001. And so we're calling this phenomenon of people leaving Amazon having been trained in this very stringent management philosophy and going elsewhere, the Amazonification of the tech industry. Is the thought at all, well, it helped Amazon achieve world domination. Why wouldn't it help my startup or my company? I mean, definitely, right? And so Amazon is one of the most successful companies of all time, right? And it's doing things at a scale that few others in the world are doing. It's got millions of customers and billions of transactions daily. (laughs) The tech industry also completely worships success at scale because it's very difficult to do. You know, it's also very profitable to do. So companies, you know, look at what Amazon's doing and it's a source of poaching, right? They want to find people that have these kinds of experiences and they think that they've done it at Amazon, they can do it here until they have experience and learn that Amazon's way doesn't always create happy employees or even functional young companies. Mm. What's an example of a company that has gotten hung up adopting an Amazon style culture? Well, you know, the one that comes to mind is we did a story recently on GoPuff. So GoPuff is a same-day delivery service that grew rapidly during the pandemic, and it heavily recruited from Amazon because a lot of its business needs are logistics, and that's an area where Amazon is just unbeatable in the world. But um, Amazon doesn't do a ton of manager training, sources tell us, right? So what they do is they train people on their own culture. So those managers, those Jeff bots, if you will, they didn't just bring their logistics know-how with them to GoPuff. They tried to bring Amazon's mechanisms with them, but much of that backfired. Sources told us that GoPuff, like pretty much any startup, it just doesn't have all the processes in place to measure everything like Amazon does, much less to sort of press workers to meet those kinds of metrics. And you're not going to get the same buy-in when you're in a completely different company. And I guess, is there any concern or danger even based on on the reporting in the proliferation of this kind of corporate culture? There is. I think some of it will be self-correcting, but some of the scary part of it is that Amazon is a company that is completely built on metrics. And it makes sense in their world of e-commerce and retail where margins are, are thin and you need to watch everything. And I think there's been a lot of speculation that Amazon takes it too far. You know, this absolute adherence to metrics that you come up with a goal and you measure it. And if you don't meet the goal, you ruthlessly cut or you press people until they get that. I think that that is, isn't the best thing to be spreading across, you know, the entire tech industry. It seems like each one of these people need to then understand and recognize that the way they did things at Amazon isn't necessarily the only way things can be done. And in the meantime, their employees have to sort of suffer or live through that. 
Julie, this was fascinating. Thank you so much for talking with us. You're quite welcome. Julie Board is an editor-at-large at Insider. And for more stories on the spread of Amazon's corporate culture, go to insider.com. Make sure to follow The Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also just tell your smart speaker to play the latest edition of The Refresh from Insider. And please leave us a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. I'm Dave Smith. And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. Thanks for listening to The Refresh from Insider.